Hey, what's up? This is Sam from X Ambassadors, and you're listening to Sound Sessions. All right, you're currently listening to Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. Sound what? Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. You're listening to the sweet sounds of Sound Sessions. Thank you. Alright guys, uh, what's going on? This is Michael with Sound Sessions. I'm here with the band X Ambassadors. We've got Sam, Casey, and Adam. What's going on guys? How you been? Doing good, man. Doing man. good. We're excited to be here. Hell yeah. We're excited to have you here. So you're playing at the Aragon Ballroom tonight. This is a huge venue. I know you guys have been on the upward spiral since 2015 when VHS came out. How's everything going with the tour? How's it like to take on these bigger venues now? It's great. I mean, it's 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 really exciting for us. We came here last with uh, Milky Chance opening for them in 2015. And uh, I remember playing here and talking to the promoter afterwards and he was like oh next time you guys come back you'll be headlining here and i was like really (laughs) he's like yeah and uh i i it was unimaginable to me at the time um just because you know we had been playing in tiny little clubs for so long um but uh now we're here and it's really exciting that is that's awesome and i heard back in the day you guys would drive around in a church van is that what oh, i'm yeah. what i'm hearing that was about our second van we ran the first van into the ground and then the second one we got we got uh, a a fairly reasonable price from a, a brooklyn church and it had all the info for that brooklyn church on the sides of the van which we never uh, took off we had a had a few people call them because we were parked where we weren't supposed to be parked um, and they had the phone number right on the side of the van so i apologize to them about that <laughs> sorry about that guys yeah, i mean like fun encounters it being a yeah uh, we got a couple we got an oil change once that they did on the house (laughs) because we were like traveling traveling yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was probably as much as it got us for as far as benefits maybe we didn't get pulled over a couple times yeah Yeah, that's true i didn't even think about that the whole non getting pulled over thing benefits yo i'm telling you dude that was like golden <laughs> Did you guys find any, any inspiration after everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you guys are a church." We're like, maybe we should write like a few Christian songs now. <laughs> really big, we're all you know, all Jews. So kind of, we feel too guilty doing that. Our ancestors would be turning in their graves. You know? <laughs> all the all the best Christmas songs are written by Jews. That though, is so you true. Really Adam Sandler. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Well, that's. I hope that now your new tour, you guys have kind of moved up from the church van into a bigger tour bus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We have two tour buses now. Uh, really? Yeah. So you had your first tour bus, I think, when you went on tour with Muse. Was that correct? Was that when you first no. dived into it? We had our first tour bus, I think it was on our own headline run. Uh, but then we did have our own bus when we were on tour with Muse. Um, and it was so funny because they were flying everywhere. So, we, you know, we didn't get to see them at all. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's funny, the levels, like... We were opening for Imagine Dragons. We were in a van and trailer, and they were in a bus. And then we had our own bus, and we were opening for Muse, and they had their own private plane. <laughs> they flew everywhere. So it's like there's always the levels, you know, that you get to see. So I'm guessing... Look forward to, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, next tour, are you guys going to be flying on that uh, hey, private man, jet? EJ status, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. That's great. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your your upbringing, how you guys kind of came together. Um, Did you have uh, kind of a musical background growing up? Did your parents play music? And and tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah, Casey and I are brothers, and, and our, our, our mom was a singer, um, and she sang mostly jazz and folk stuff and toured a little bit around the, the country, and she would work um, as, like, a lounge singer um, in, in uh, hotels and restaurants and um, worked in Atlanta and in L.A. and in um, Atlanta and L.A. mostly. Um, but a little bit other places too so we had music in the house a lot um and uh she played locally too you know and we when we were growing up in Ithaca and uh yeah Adam you know yeah same thing with me my dad's a musician my uncle's a professional musician and I also have two older brothers who uh are like 10 and 12 years older who played drums and guitar so as a kid I always wanted to be like them and that's why I started playing music if you, if you can hear that nice smooth jazz styling in the back we're sitting backstage at the Aragon right now it's giving us a little bit of a soundscape to it it must feel nice have you guys found that the uh, like musical background that you came from kind of helps you out like with your music that you make today like you know the, yeah. the songwriting of you know the old folk stars Absolutely. and like the instrumentation of the jazz Absolutely. I think Casey's got a serious foundation in jazz, you know, for his chops and on piano. And for me as a songwriter, I I definitely draw a lot from, you know, the the greats like Carole King and uh, Carly Simon and, and Bob Dylan and, and uh and then, you know, like even further back, uh, you know, the the classics like uh, um, George and Ira Gershwin, you know, my mom sang a lot of those kind of standards. Um, so I think there's a lot of subconscious uh, stuff that goes on uh, when you are exposed to music like that so early in your childhood. I think there's a lot of things we don't even realize as we're writing or playing that we're we're drawing references or inspiration from songs we probably don't even actively remember, but we heard when we were little kids. Yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. Do you guys remember the first album your mom or dad might have thrown on the record player, and you're like, wow. This music thing is kind I of a I can't even remember because it was that, you know, it was literally since we were born. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things my memories don't go bar- back far enough to, to be able to recall the first time. Um, but I think that was part of it. I think it was a very immersive uh, musical childhood. Right on. What about you, Adam? Rubber Soul. Yes. It was like one of the first records yeah. my dad, or one of the first things I remember my dad playing and loving it. Those Beatles, those Beatles albums, and the way that they—I think they crafted vinyl in such a way where you'd want to listen to the first album, I mean, the first song in the album, and listen all the way through, and that kind of picked up. And I feel like that is kind of what we've lost with with music uh, nowadays. Is like wanting to listen to the full album from from to start. Um, so that's awesome, Rubber Soul. What about you? You got one? I mean, I I, I think uh, I would say on your point, I, I there are actually a lot of records now that I love listening to front to back, like. You know, I I, uh, I love that that new um, Kendrick record. Obviously, everything that he's done, I I, I love and and uh, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, the one from front to back. Front to back. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Childish Gambino. That's the record. So that Childish Gambino record is really really great. It reminds me of the news. Uh, it's like a new style Sly and the Family Stone or something. Yeah, it's so it's, cool. It's all. I did not so expect cool. that. He just I love. Keeps changing every album. Yeah, I love it. I love that record. I think there's a select few artists who still are really in, you know, into the idea of putting out fully, you know, integrated albums that tell a story or that have an arc to them. I think, you know, overall, you may be right that there are fewer. You know, entire albums that are a single piece of art, uh, but there are definitely still lots of artists doing that. 
What do you think about uh, Kendrick Lamar? We're speaking on him winning the Pulitzer Prize for his for his work. I think it's great. I think he deserved album of the um, album of the year for the Grammys. You know, like I mean, I think that is amazing to win a Pulitzer Prize. Uh, it's incredible. But you know, he deserves to be recognized by his peers as as uh, the greatest. Uh, you know, uh, as 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 great as he is. You know, and and. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I mean, it's like great. feels like a little bit of like a consolation, you know? Yeah. Like they almost made up so, for it. He's so good, and he deserved album of the year three years in a row. <laughs> every every one of his records that he's put out, I, I believe, has been the best album of that year. Um, and I don't think I'm alone in, in thinking that. And uh, But, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully that situation will change some point you know as the grammy voting system becomes more kind of in line with with the actual tastes of of people of our generation currently you know music. currently making yeah. music um and uh yeah you know i could go on and on about you, that. I, I totally agree with you diatribe so, I mean, about that but. what do you, what do you guys i know a lot of people brush off the grammys you know cuz they don't take it too seriously how do you guys feel about it or I mean, you, you know can't do you can't help do but not take the right. grammy seriously of course we all want a grammy i mean i would love to have a grammy um, but uh, it's 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 frustrating when you see you know that it's just not reflecting the tastes of um, Consumers and of of music, and and it's really only a select few people who are making these decisions who kind of are not in touch necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, is I is there that. something other than a Grammy that you guys see, like you know, say like a, a baseball player getting their number retired? Is there something else that you're like, you know what, like this is cooler than like getting in the Hall of Fame or a Grammy? Do you want your synthesizer retired? Yeah. Like, so yeah, do you want your like own effect pedal or like signature guitar? That's. Like I mean, sure, but that's more of like a way of making money more so than like, yeah. uh, you know, people with an artist brand branded Fender are doing it so they get residuals from the sales of it not because it's a great honor but I personally think that um, awards for music are and art in general is kind of bullshit (laughs) to be personally totally fair not to buy into the bullshit and want a Grammy right Um, but it's like you know I mean, obviously, art is subjective, and uh, but it's so subjective. That's what always gets me. Is it's you know, if you're, it's, if you're a con- listen to country music, you're yeah. not going to choose Kendrick Lamar's record for yeah, album of the exactly. year, and yeah. if you listen to rap, you're not going to choose Keith Urban's record for record of the year. Exactly. So it's, and both of those parties are voting on each other's categories. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know critical review of art is kind of like totally against the point of 
art. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the way that people are consuming music now too. I mean, with Apple Music going uh, becoming the go-to thing, and iTunes kind of being phased out, um, a lot of people are getting it from their on-demand devices. I don't even think we're gonna we're not gonna have car radios in the next ten years. I heard. Um, how do you think? What's the best way to get your music, X Ambassadors music, to the people that want to listen to it now? How do you guys go about that? Does that I make mean, sense? You kind of. Right now, there's it is changing, but it's there are still many um, uh, players in in that you know like yes, in ten years, radio will probably not be as big, and it's already gotten smaller. But you still have to play the radio game, and you have to play the Spotify game, and the Apple Music game, and even the iTunes game. You know, like people over fifty don't understand Spotify and Apple Music and those people are still buying music on iTunes but as far as how we get our music heard you know we attack all those outlets Um, and streaming is becoming way more important and playlisting and all that stuff but just being on a playlist you kind of have to have a perfect storm of all the things you know like just having your song on the radio or just having your song on a playlist or just having your song in the front page ads on Apple Music isn't going to do anything. You kind of have to have all those things hitting at once and more. Yeah. I hear you. We're sitting here with ex-ambassadors. The new songs are, are phenomenal. Uh, the, we're, you're on the Joyful Tour right now. I love that artwork that you have that coincides with the Joyful single. Uh, it's so passionate. Your first CD was VHS. It, it had 20 songs on it, which is pretty jam-packed do you guys just have a lot to say and and are you guys kind of more hyper focused now with this new album uh how how do you how are you approaching your new music let me be clear it had 20 songs 20 tracks not 20 songs we had 13 songs on it it was 20 tracks because there were uh these interludes uh we we wanted on the record uh, we again, we grew up listening to a lot of hip hop, and and uh, what I always admired about these hip hop records is that I I grew up listening to is that they were almost like radio dramas, and 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 that they incorporated um, skits, you know, that that were sometimes funny, sometimes really poignant and sad, um, and uh, they helped kind of push the narrative of the record, and so we wanted to do that with our record, you know, it was our debut record, we wanted to tell the story of who we were and, and uh, where we come from and so we we gathered all this old uh, footage of from our childhood and you know we wanted to show that Casey and I our brothers and, and that we all had a history as a band of, for a long time we've been a band now for over 10 years and and uh, um, were a band for a long time prior to VHS coming out so there's history there and um, yeah so but with the new record it is, you know, it's it's definitely more focused. We're, we'll we'll still try and have. There is still a um, a theme, and there there won't be s- skits necessarily, but there there are um, there are interludes and, and intros and outros, and and uh, that's that's that kind of like the pieces between the songs that are really important to us. Um, and uh, yeah, we're you know we're focused right now on making this record uh, the best thing that we've done 
and it's taken some time and we will wait as long as it takes until we feel like this is going to uh, topple VHS you know um, so yeah we're just working hard on that right now I love it. Okay, last question, guys. You're here in Chicago, the world-famous Aragon Ballroom. What is some of the go-to things you have to do when you're in the city of Chicago? Uh, go to Chicago Music Exchange is one of them, which I didn't do today. Go For me, it's go to Equinox because that's the, <laughs> yeah. one of the only cities on the tour that has an Equinox yeah. gym. <laughs> so we could go pamper ourselves. <laughs> there's, but, a, there's a restaurant here that I ate at last time. It's just the P... Uh, it's a big. Pequod's oh, is a pizza. Publican. No, Publican. Yeah, with the lights and stuff. Publican yeah. is amazing. I love. I would love to eat a Publican again. I don't think I'm going to be able to uh, today, but uh, when we go to Chicago, we try to see that. We see some friends. We got some friends who live here, so. Yeah, you know. Just yeah. have you been to the uh, Green Mill right around the corner? No, what old is it? blue. It's a old blues jazz club. It was oh. like an old Capone hangout. Like. Oh, great cocktails oh that sounds great man yeah i would love to maybe we'll check that out later right on guys thanks again for joining us here on sound sessions have a great rest of your tour can't wait till the album comes out we can't wait to put it out can't get enough of sound sessions like our facebook page follow us on twitter at sound sesh pod and check us out on instagram 